0: Welcome back to Music 101. In this episode, we're gonna talk about practice. So when you bring up practice to a lot of musicians, it just like instantly feels icky. It's like, I don't wanna do that, it's a chore now. And what I wanna do is I wanna try and reframe the idea of practice from the classical sense of like, let's practice scales and the fundamentals in a vacuum and then flip it around to being a goals-based practice. So let, let's talk about like kind of how I've done that personally and how that's really helped my, my relationship with practice, with music, with growth. And I also think that this is something that can transcend music because whatever you want to do that's a long-term thing like learning a language or running a marathon or whatever, it, it's kind of similar stuff. You're, you have to break down certain fundamentals, cr- create objectivity, and then also create play and fun. So that it you, you redefine your relationship to this icky thing, of practice. So how do we do that? Step one for me is to define what you want to do. Where do you want to go? If you want to be a like a shredder guitarist that just spams scales, you know, like that that's that's your thing. You go go practice scales to a metronome, and that's it. Most people, I would say, want to develop their own. One of two things, really. Either they want to be able to like parrot back other people's playing, like not really compose, but more playing a cover band, or just like learn a cool guitar solo that they heard on Spotify or whatever. Like that's that's one style of player. Then you have the other style of player that's more compositionally focused. Like myself, like I want to create a voice for myself. I want to express myself. I want to speak with the instrument fluently. And I've never really had a ton of like desire to be able to mimic or parrot, And like, I don't, I don't mean to use those terms, uh, like abrasively. Like, I think it's perfectly reasonable to just want to be in a cover band and like nail that part. That's admirable. That just hasn't been my, my desire. And so that's informed my practice and that's informed kind of how I've approached, uh, things like fundamentals on the instrument. So let's talk about just from my perspective, and then you can apply it to whatever goal you want to do. So let's start with my goal. My goal is to be interesting. My goal is to be myself. My goal is to be fluent and be able to like play with other musicians in a really compelling way that I can be in any like musical situation and not be a drag. Like, I want to add, even if it's in a genre that I don't feel confident or comfortable in, I want to be a round enough musician that I can step into any situation and add to it. That's like, that's my primary goal. So in order to accomplish those things, a few different other things have to happen. Fundamentals, fundamentals are still fundamental. But what I tried to do is I reapproached the the ickiness of playing scales to a metronome. And instead of playing scales to a metronome, I'm improvising to a metronome. I'm still using scales, but I'm trying to take. Whenever I learn a scale, I try not to like really focus on it as this linear whatever. Kind of thing, I try and dance around with those new notes and try and develop riffs and licks like these are the terms that a lot of guitarists use where it's it's a tasty little mini melodic phrase that you can repeat over and over again within a given scale. so the concept is I'm digesting things as quickly as possible, so I'm not practicing saying the alphabet I'm practicing saying words and short fragments of sentences then the next thing is trying to actually make complete sentences with these things writing melodies and trying to do things off the cuff but the catch is it's all within the concept of groove that was one of the things that I you know, like lament that I didn't have earlier on when I was learning guitar and I think a lot of guitarists don't do this is they, they you know they just think like I'm gonna play fast I'm gonna play cool I'm gonna like do I don't know crazy electric lines and that's it. Um, learning bass really helped me. Learning drums really helped me where instead of saying like, I'm going to do all this stuff, it's like, what what framework are you going to do all those things in? And so it, originally I was really bad at playing to a metronome. But the thing that got me to be good at playing to a metronome was not necessarily playing to a metronome. It was playing to other people who already had good time, who already had a good sense of feel, surrounding myself with great drummers and bassists and playing guitar with them and trying to find ways to interact and sit in that pocket, understanding my role. And then after that, stripping it away and going to the metronome allowed me to, you know, kind of almost like uh, turning the metronome into another musician rather than this robot. And what you're trying to do is trying to make that metronome the ding, ding, ding groove as though it's like a cowbell or a clave. So it's like reframing these concepts of like, I'm going to sit and shed these scales forever to a metronome. It's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jam with the metronome. The metronome gonna be like this awesome cowbell player, and I'm gonna rock it. Once I reacquainted myself with the metronome and like reframed it, now, now that's a framework to which I can paint with my scales. And so instead of just like spamming the scales, like I'm saying, like like, like that, trying to trying to dance within it, write melodies, and do it all within the framework of a groove and a tempo. And then the next step, the fundamental part, um, is, is recording yourself and being able to become objective about your own playing and your own abilities and being able to like measure like, okay, I'm not as good at these kinds of feels. I'm not as good at, um, like for my, my example, I'm better with triplet feels, um, now than I was like four or five years ago, but it took me having to play with a lot of triplet feels, um, Like that, that kind of stuff where you like, you uh, analyze, like what, where are you weak? And then really dig into those grooves. But again, like not in the sense of, to me, at least I got, I get too bored if I'm just, you know, really breaking it down into this vacuum state. I always have to be playing music. And I also think that that's like better for you because at the end of the day, you're going to be playing, you're going to actually be doing something. That's why I'm like saying, lead with the goal, like like, for example, with Japanese, my goal is to be able to speak to people and just shoot the shit at a restaurant. Um, so why, why mess with anything outside of that goal, at least to start, you know? And so, like, if your goal is to write songs, just learn the things that you need to, like, write songs, be around great songs, and then write a bunch of bad songs. Record them and then be able to objectively listen to them and grow your ear and your inner critic but do it in a way that doesn't cramp you up that doesn't make you feel like scared to to practice keep like that joy and that play like that's the whole that's the whole thing to me is like as long as it's fun as long as you approach practice is like i'm going to play i'm not going to practice i'm going to play but in like a structured objective way that's where the real growth is because it's sustainable like if you if you set yourself a workout plan that isn't sustainable for whatever you're doing you might as well have like just not even done it because now you just added stress to yourself and you didn't hit this this goal. Um, instead, like set yourself a framework where it's like, hey, within this framework, I am going to do these reasonable rational steps like 15 minutes a day, I'm gonna practice. Um, but I'm, what, I'll, what I'll do is I'll open up recording like GarageBand or whatever, and I'm gonna groove to some loop in there. And that's my practice, I'm gonna use this new scale. And I'm gonna to solo to this groove for 15 minutes a day. And guess what? You're gonna get a lot better. Instead of like saying, like, okay, for five minutes I'm going to practice a major scale up and down. And now and then for five minutes I'm gonna practice the mi- natural minor scale up and down. Like, you know, I used to do those things where I used to think like that was the way I was gonna get good at music. I was gonna use a circle of fifths and go around and practice these scales up and down and then try and do it diagonally, try and do them on one string that's not what did it for me what did it for me not as though though I'm like this great musician I'm I'm saying like I'm I feel like I'm pretty fluent on the instruments that that's why I feel like you know this worked was playing just turning it into play because then I did it more and then I found myself hey I'm gonna do this for 15 minutes a day oh no I did it for three and a half hours because it was fun and it was different and I had a little breakthrough. And then I would go back and I'd listen to that tape later that night and be like, oh, yeah, that wasn't as cool as I thought it was. And, but this section, that was pretty cool. So then you go back and now you have this new awareness and you sleep on it. You wake up the next day and suddenly you're better at it, you know? It's, it's like that. It's that iterative, that loop. And the only way to stay in that loop is to find a groove and to find a state of play, to reacquaint yourself with what you're doing. So like, let me tease out a few of these objectives because I'm kind of rambling, but I'm hoping that this is helpful. Number one, create a state of play, reacquaint yourself with your goal and go directly to that goal. If that goal is to play scales really fast, learn a bunch of scales. But if the goal probably is not to do that, if it's to write cool solos, if it's to learn a language, if it's to run a marathon, go towards that goal and don't mess with the other stuff like yeah there's there, there are there are there are things that can aid in that objective like for example if you want to run a marathon it's probably good to do some weight training too you know but like don't make that the main thing it's not the main thing it's supportive you need to get your ass out on the trail and run you know it's like the japanese is like i want to learn how to speak japanese i'm not going to spend all this time learning to read japanese but i'll learn enough to help empower my ability to speak Japanese. It's like, get out there and speak to people. It's like, same thing with with music. To me, it's like, my goal is to speak. My goal is to be fluent on my instrument and to be able to bring myself to it and not have any barrier in between a lot, like connecting my soul to my fingers to my guitar. I want it to be a fluid process. So like, what do I need to do that? Yeah, I need to learn scales and I need to learn the fretboard and stuff like that. But more than anything, I need to be able to paint and then view it objectively to recordings and stuff like this and then go back and do it again and fail and fail and fail and fail and work with people that are better than I am and put myself in uncomfortable situations and and try and rise to the occasion. That's it. That's the whole thing. Um, and so yeah, it's like, it's like find, find moments of objectivity, watch or listen to yourself, um, after the fact, so you can assess yourself do it every day, find it, find a way to make it fun and playful. And then like cut out the BS, do what you need to do. Um, another really, I think, I don't know, especially for this project for Scoobert, one of my goals is to be fast. So in this next episode, I'm going to talk about speed and not just, not just like in the the you know guitar like play really fast kind of way i mean speed as in the like like start a song and finish it in a day kind of speed and how that's its own style of practice there are there are like ways to take this whole holistic thing where you learn a bunch of different skills like in my example a bunch of different instruments learn how to record produce um, song write mix all those kind of things and then how you take that whole umbrella wrap it up and then make it fast so that you don't fall into the trap that a lot of multi-instrumentalist producers people do of like trying to make everything perfect or wearing too many hats you only wear one hat you're a musician do it all do it all at the same time anyway i'm going to talk about like the way i think about it the way that's helped me um, just because I, you know, I think it's fun, and I think I think it's fundamental to what this Scubert experience is. This Scubert, like, um, entire project is comes from the idea of being fast, being fluent, and being fluid, and and reimagining music to be an, an entire state of play, and just like lo- 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 loosening up and connecting everything that you've practiced and everything that you've worked hard for in. Back, back around to something that's not as um, brooding or precious or stressful. And so in this next episode, I'll talk a little bit about the scubert-dubert <laughs> experience of making music and what brings me joy and what brings me my ability to, you know, become prolific, make, make a bunch of stuff, put it out there for the world. And hopefully you've enjoyed some of that music. And hopefully you've enjoyed this Music 101 podcast about practice. We talk in practice. Yes, we are. It's some good stuff. All right. See you next time. If you want to check out any links, scoobardoobert.pizza. Pizza. See ya.